This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Welcome, 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 welcome to this edition of Property Jam, where we talk about everything the human side of property. And this week, we are discussing everything around the pressure that we're all facing right now. And that's, uh, I don't know whether we're going to call it the pressure of COVID, or the pressure of life, or lockdown pressure, or... Um, yeah, we couldn't come up with the name yet for the podcast, but all we know is that we're feeling pressure and we're seeing other people feeling pressure in many, many ways. Um, and yeah, if you, do, if you don't conform with the other things that other people are doing, then are you, you know, you're, you're doing things wrong. So, uh, yeah, under pressure. I'm just dancing in the background. Okay. And uh, other pressure songs are available. Are they? <laughs> oh, they're massive. Are they? I don't know. We'll think of them as we go through. But, but yeah, pressure's massive at the moment. I'm thinking because this whole lockdown <laughs> has required so much of human beings, right? So we talk about the human side of property. I don't, we keep saying it's probably never felt more human, but the expectation of us as human beings has just gone through the roof to be the fittest you've ever been, to eat the healthiest you've ever eaten, to um, use your time wisely. Are you guys eating differently or eating stuff you would never normally eat? Because I had a a catch up on Friday where we had like a little pub evening via Zoom um, and everybody in the group was saying that they're eating more random stuff now because of what they can pick up in the supermarkets. Or, or order online than they would do normally. But I, I'm not finding that. I'm just eating as normal. Well, juicing this week, but... Oh, yeah, you're juicing, aren't you? Yeah. Did you feel pressure to juice, or was that just a... No, I do that ra- randomly anyway. I've, he, I've been he, doing that for... He does, yeah. yeah. In fact, he, he was saying earlier that juicing is very conducive to lockdown because you don't have to transport it anywhere. You're at home. You drink mm-hmm. it at home. You make it at home. Yeah, it's much easier. Much easier. Uh, so much, so much I'm much under less pressure. Less <laughs> pressure. <laughs> Although... The biggest pressure for me this week that I kind of alluded to very briefly just before we started recording was I rescued two plants this week because I felt pressurized to look after them. Wow. First of all, what plants were they? And secondly, why were they dying in the first place? Well, so I live in an apartment block, a block of flats. um, And in the bin room, sometimes people will just leave stuff in the bin room that's still good quality. Um, for other people just to upcycle um, or recycle. Uh, okay. Um, so uh, I went in there the other day and there were these two bamboo plants in pots uh, in the bin room. Bamboo? And the, bamboo is notorious for just growing and not needing a lot they, of love. Yeah, they, they, they just didn't have, a, they haven't had a lot of uh, TLC. Uh. So um, I brought them up. They're now on the roof terrace and I've been watering them and bringing them back to life. Oh, it's because the other, the other person didn't have a roof terrace on which to allow them to th- grow and thrive. Well, they can thrive as much as they want on my roof terrace. You can have a forest on your roof terrace. <laughs> the, only, the only problem I'm seeing is keeping the damn things watered because while I'm in lockdown, it's fine. 
Yeah. But when uh, normal life resumes, if it goes back to what it was before, <laughs> then uh, it might be difficult to keep them in shape. But you never know. Yeah. Yeah, well, you'll have um, enough soon to be able to you know get your own scaffolding rig together you know, so, so getting, getting all this stuff out in the building sites <laughs> That's we won't, true, won't be reliant on the local uh, scaffolder to uh... true <laughs> just need to work out how we can transport it from from london to portsmouth or wherever we're next property is going to be <laughs> so what you're just like going around collecting stuff <laughs> i'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for that anyway i love Are picking you? stuff up like that yeah so I suppose it's good news that it was uh, someone else that was cutting it rather than yourselves. Um, and uh, why were you feeling pressure then? Well, was because, pressure you put on yourself? Yeah, because I, I, lo- I love plants, I love gardening. That's my, that was my degree. Oh, of course. So, uh, That's not uh, pressure though. So I, I thought, I, well, I, I would feel guilty maybe it's, rather than pressure. I'd feel uh, guilty it's a social if, responsibility. If I didn't take them mm. and try and bring them back to life. But anyway. Well, what else in your block? No that as the green fingered member of your block no i literally Niall, Niall didn't take them therefore <laughs> i literally therefore don't he's, know he's uh, really in the wrong <laughs> yeah anyway I mean, you did the right thing i'm, I'm congratulating your 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 human efforts maybe i can share a picture of it with, uh, with everyone on social on Joshuals. Oh, on Joshuals. So Matt has renamed uh, the Property Jam podcast socials to the Joshuals. The Joshuals. I run them. I thought that was very good. Yeah, also because it's Jam and Joshuals. Oh, so it's not it's me a, then. Oh, yeah, it was, it's, it's a double edge. Um, it's a double take double on whammy. it. Double Okay, got yeah. it. All right, fine. Because we, we I could have called them the Jamshuals. The Jamshuals in distress. <laughs> now you're just making up words. I like making up words. <laughs> the jam shells in distress. Uh, I think the pressure's gone to your head. I think it I know it's the sunshine going to my head. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah, well, only half of your head's in sunlight at the moment. It looks a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, well, um, so what, what else are we feeling the pressure of? So, um, I, well, you said earlier about um, cooking and baking. I don't feel pressured from the outside world to go and cook or bake. I, I am cooking, I'm cooking more than I would before, but yeah. also I've just moved house and I've just moved into a nice house with a nice kitchen and uh, moved in uh, with Lara and uh, you know life has changed anyway. So we would probably cook more together because we're living together rather than being apart where if I'm apart, I'm you know, working, I'm out and about networking, socializing cooking for myself so i cook less probably um have more takeaways more ready meals um and you know maybe do one batch of food for a long time whereas now it's every day oh let's cook something let's you know do this um, yeah it's and easier to cook for two people isn't it as exactly. well because when you're cooking for one person you have to do all the cooking and all the wash up at the end which is mm. never good fun but if you're cooking for somebody else you've got someone else there then it makes it just a little bit more um, exciting or nice. Yeah, but I, I went to the supermarket to to stock up the the everything because I went out and um, we talked about the uh, supermarket anxiety. Mm. So mm. Still getting that, but um, yeah, I went out and did the shop, came back, and then opened the fridge. So right, what should we cook? I still had no clue because I don't think I bought anything that went together. It's uh-huh. a, a typical. Typical bloke thing, go and just buy what you fancy because oh, I was shopping when no. I was hungry. So hang on, you went into the supermarket and just 
you didn't have a plan you just went with what was there and threw it all oh together. i had a plan i i went and um i, I failed at getting the uh you know chopped tomatoes so most of our cooking stuff we couldn't do um but we went, we're going through the um the fern cotton book that i've mentioned before mm. oh yeah the vegan book uh, still is, still happy with that still like that yeah yeah happy vegan that's what's called isn't it so pressure to be happy whilst being a vegan what if you're an unhappy vegan right now what does that mean um it means that you should probably go and buy a steak <laughs> Love or it. a packet of bacon because i know <laughs> personal experience those would cheer me up yeah no definitely I mean, let's turn our attention to the property side of things because I don't know about you, but I've never zoomed so much in my entire life. And I was saying this earlier, wasn't I? I yesterday, which was Saturday, it, I was uh, on four Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. And normally on a weekend, I probably wouldn't have that level of uh, networking commitment in one day. And each one was about an hour and a half to two hours. So that would have practically meant that I would have been stuck on my bottom staring at a screen for like, you know, eight hours. Uh, yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> Something definitely to be said about uh, curating a Zoom call. Oh. Um, and also because, because now everything is, is virtual, um, everyone knows that you've got nowhere else to be. Yeah. So therefore everyone knows that your diary is completely empty. So technically you kind of opened up your diary to the world and uh, i think people have got to remember to say no like you would normally because um if you because you might have said no i've got something else on i've got somewhere else to be and you might have said that without really having something else on just to keep your your diary clear or your head yeah your headspace whereas yeah. now people know you've got nowhere else to go yeah but the thing <laughs> is the thing is what's happened is so yesterday for example i had my online zoom workout and then I had um, uh, a brunch call with a, a, a bunch of uh, property colleagues. Do um, you eat and, uh, in your brunch call? Or is it just at a brunch time? You could eat during your brunch call, um, yeah. although a lot of people don't. Um, and those that do, it's really funny because those that do, like you, you see they're, they're judging to see if other people are eating as to whether or not they eat. And then some people just say, oh, I've gone for cake. Is anybody else eating? It's almost like a, a rite of passage to then indulge in whatever it is they've got. I mean, they I had was pressure the... to eat or not to eat. But that's what I'm saying. That is the question. The Zoom etiquette. So the other day I got uh, verylastminute.com, got roped into another networking meeting and I had a bit of FOMO because it sounded really good, but I yep. technically had to move a couple of other things around to be, to be there. I attended, but I hadn't done my makeup, but I needed to do my makeup because I was going to be recording something that demanded my face looking okay. I was forced to do my makeup on the zoom call and the thing is there was probably about 30 people on the zoom call i thought oh i'll just totally get away with it so i muted myself and then the coordinator unmuted me so i was like silently putting on my makeup and sort of i disappear off and then i come back again this is these are politics that i've never had to negotiate <laughs> it's like doing your makeup in the car on the way to work or on the, or on tube. the tube i am the queen you want to watch somebody put mascara on their eyelashes with absolute expertise well, out of the three of us, I would hope that would be you. Yeah, well, true. Although Niall, questionable. I'd say he could probably put a dash of mascara on, no worries. Actually, I can't. I'm well, useless. I've put <laughs> mascara on you. You have? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good he has minions. 
I have a story about putting um, makeup on the tube, just a quick one. So um, I used to work in a call center in London and uh, when I was 16, in London, in London, uh, central London, Old Street. And I used to get the Northern Line from Morden all the way up to Old Street. And over the course of uh, the first section of the journey, I would do my makeup. And then one night I was out in my local area, which is Sutton. That's where I, I grew up. Um, and this guy, <laughs> he came up to me and he said, you're the makeup girl. <laughs> and I said, what? He said, I've honestly, like, we seem to get on the same tube carriage at the same time most days. And you're always doing your makeup. You're the makeup girl. And he said, I've had a few drinks. I can confidently say that to you. I, like, <laughs> I love that. And as soon as I became known as the makeup girl, I started doing my makeup before I got on the tube because I, I didn't want to be the makeup girl. I didn't want to be that person because that mm. makes you realize people are watching you. So yeah. it's a bit creepy, right? You've given them a reason to watch you as well because you're doing something different to everyone. I was else. under pressure to get it right, right? You were, you know? and you and um, you were standing out. Does I that mean you wanted to fit in? Oh God, yeah. I mean, you know, you got your face has got to be in check, isn't it? You know, anyone who says it's, oh no, anyone's lying if they say that's not the case. Yeah, you you want to look. Yeah, good. there is there is definitely pressure to you know, if someone on. sets a Zoom call, then to dress, to dress. Yeah, yeah, to dress. Um, to your teeth. Yeah, but well, if I don't know. I, I sometimes I put a shirt on and sometimes I don't, and I've not realised why that is or you know what it, for for our for when, when I'm coaching someone or I'm in that teaching space, right? I generally will put a shirt on and make an extra bit of effort. Hang on, but, wait. Can we just clarify? You don't mean that if you didn't feel pressure, you would be topless? Are we just? Well, what? no, because we're recording this now, and uh, have I got a shirt, a t-shirt on? When you say shirt, what do you mean? He's, he's, he's like probably talking about shirt. his checkered lumberjack shirts. Yeah, yeah I, will, I will put on a lumberjack shirt. But th- th- isn't that just you getting into the zone? That, yeah, that's me dressing for the occasion. Got it. Yeah, yeah so I, that's your comfort zone when you go to teach or coach someone, and that's your normal attire. Yeah. So I, I think went it's down a, a different route. I went topless. Sorry. I, I, think it's, I think it's important to maintain When did you go topless, consistency. Jake? Sorry, Niall. Niall's making a serious point. Matt and I are talking about being topless. Carry on, Niall. <laughs> Hang on. The tables have turned. There's normally someone else talking something, or me talking serious. That's true. Yeah. That's what, true. What's, what's happening? Yeah, Welcome no, to the dark up, side, Matt. talk about being topless. Wow. <laughs> on Zoom. <laughs> what are we I feel pressured to take my clothes off on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Please, don't feel that pressure on any Zoom call that I'm on with you. <laughs> or me. Uh, well, actually, I can safely say on this Zoom call that Niall and I spend too much time talking to each other on Zoom. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's possibly my fault, possibly Niall's fault, probably well, my fault. Well, it's probably a mixture because, yeah, I have, I'm, I'm not good at saying no. Um, no. So perhaps I could push back more and stuff. But then again, as I was saying to you guys at the beginning of the call, with all with lockdown and everything, I had thought that I would be... Um, struggling with not being able to go out, not being able to socialize, yeah. etc. So I guess that the, the the ability to do the networking and the socializing on Zoom or whatever method or uh, software you use, then um, I th- I'm finding it fine. So that I'm not feeling like I'm under a huge amount of pressure at the moment. Yeah, but then, you know, so where we are in the lockdown calendar is three weeks left until apparently lockdown might be lifted and when that was announced formally by the government i went no i need more time i felt pressure Instant don't pressure. worry it'll it'll 
most likely be extended. I think just so. giving us three weeks chunks so, so we can deal with it. It's manageable. If they, if they said we're going to be locked down for another six weeks, eight weeks, whatever, then people will go crazy. I reckon you're right. But did you have a similar sort of pressure thought? Just like, because the thing is... Well, I didn't know about it. because I, I didn't was know my, about it. It was my mum told me. Oh. She, I've, I've stopped listening to the, to the news and updates. Oh, at least I, once a day I listen. And it's normally just the five o'clock update, just so I'm keeping abreast of the sitch. But for me, it was... As soon as I heard three weeks, because all these social messages about, you know, you must be the most effective you've ever been. You must be the most positive you've ever been. You must exercise the most you've ever exercised. You must eat the healthiest you've ever eaten. You must network your ass off. I was like, oh my God. It's like, if you've got a new business idea, now's the time to launch it. I'm like, shit, I've only got three weeks. I've literally got three weeks to nail this. Yeah. <laughs> your business has to be launched in <laughs> next week. And two weeks time, you must have your first client. And yes. what? It's similar to, um, yeah, I suppose that's similar pressure to what we have come under yeah. with the pressure to uh, yeah, adjust our business, to change our business. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, obviously you feel that pressure because your way of doing business has changed, which means that that financially has changed. So you're, like, you're trying to work out what is a good service to offer, which people want and need. Um, and to do it as quickly as possible for either financial reasons because your income is going down or you yep. do it for uh, opportunity reasons because you, you you see an opportunity to to grow a business and um, get it right first time round and get it right first time round whereas actually whether <laughs> if, if you've never run a business before um are you going to get it right first time no nope no. i think we're on the third or fourth iteration of what we do right so it's just that oh that's pressure just like you know pivot if i hear the word pivot one more time i'm gonna pivot someone else. <laughs> but there are there's so many words and phrases that have popped up recently that i had never well furlough i had never heard of, <laughs> of that term before oh, well, and suddenly yeah, everybody's using it and everybody apart from me seems to know what the hell it means no one what? knows mate no, no yeah. one knew that word someone said to me the other day oh um yeah i think i'm gonna go furlough <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, amazing. So off with good. the cough, off with the fur off. Oh, yeah. off with the fur off. That's good. Yeah. It's all this thing. So new normal. Um, I mean, that's been around for a while, but it's been very yeah. heavily used, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um It does exactly what it says furlough. on the tin, eh? It does, yeah. Yeah. Um furlough definitely. I had to Google it. Did you guys Google it? I did when it first Yeah, got of course, it. yeah. Yeah, right. No, I didn't. Rishi Sunak said it with so much <laughs> conviction as if he probably knew what it meant. Probably didn't have a clue. Well, it's true. <laughs> So someone, someone probably was trying to find, come up with a word in, you know, in a, a civil service. It's like, we need a word to, 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 for this to happen. And they just Googled it and they went on the online thesaurus and was like, furlough. Oh, that'll do. Let's just use it. And now <laughs> one person is, <laughs> no one's ever heard of is now going, well, I came up with furlough. <laughs> oh my god totally and things like social distancing and like you know these these have become like common imagine terms. if you used the word social distancing last year you'd have been lynched oh, you, you'd have been called a wanker everyone yeah. said you're a wanker yeah mm. no doubt i think we're all going to be a little bit weird after this definitely because we're not, afterwards i think I well weird right now <laughs> we're a bit weird anyway to start with <laughs> we're going to become more weird <laughs> <laughs> pressure to not be weird oh god pressure to not be weird there is a huge I think when we talked about going to the supermarket and the anxiety you feel there, the pressure that I felt under by just trying to keep my distance from people. Um, and I would be, I was quite conscious in some 
parts where I was trying to keep the distance apart from everybody. And then someone just comes up and stands beside you. And you're like, what do I do now? Yes. And, and then also when you're trying to walk down an aisle in a supermarket and then it's like the obstacle course because you're trying to get to the checkout and there's all these people in between. It's like, well, the aisle's only two meters wide. So therefore I'm going to be within two meters of these people. So you're walking down this, this you know, trying to get between them. And then someone walks up this way, someone walks down this way. It's like, well, what do I do? Do I have to reverse now? I know. Um, <laughs> and then you, then you take a deep breath and go, oh, in, between, in between the people. It's like, right, I'm in and out as quickly as possible. And then you, yeah, you get to your checkout and then um, there's the judging by the person in front of you by, for standing too close to them. And then someone comes and doesn't see you standing there. So then tries to cut in because you've left a gap. It's like, well, no, this isn't a gap. This is two meters. The gap now is two meters. That is the worldwide gap. Do you not know this? You silly exactly. person. And then they cut, they split the gap because they haven't observed that you're creating a gap or observing the gap. And you're like, no, yeah, it's, it is now. Um, Please mind the gap. It is. <laughs> Now perceived public perception is that, that your public space, your personal space is now two meters in diameter and the gap between people in queues is now two meters in diameter. Um, and if you disrespect that, then be on your social distancing. Did, did you see the, there was a quite a good uh, image and it had, be, had been posted online um, of uh, outside an ATM or a bank of ATM machines. They had put uh, little square boxes uh, where people could stand that was six meters apart from the person in front of the person behind. But what they forgot about was that there were the uh, ATMs were in banks of two. So they had two <laughs> boxes beside each other. <laughs> but, <laughs> but each box was six meters. It was so funny. So, oh my God. So they hadn't built like um, a wall, a perspex wall between the cash machines. No, they hadn't. They so hadn't. Those people could lick each other, hug each other. Yeah. If you're at the ATM. Ooh, sounds at like a place time, to be. Right. Oh, it's so strange. Did I tell you guys that I'm, I, I gave blood a couple of weeks ago and they're all sort of social distancing norms went out the window. So, okay. So this is another pressure, right? There's a pressure for people to do something because you feel so helpless at the moment. I don't know if you found that. So, mm -hmm. you know, when the NHS volunteer initiative was released, you know, they had 750,000 people subscribe within a couple of days. And that's because people are feeling this cultural guilt that they're not doing anything or giving enough and they're not on the NHS front line. So um, I thought, well, what can I do? So I did volunteer, not that anything's happened, but I gave blood because I thought, well, blood banks are probably going to be low because fewer people are going to be donating. So you go in. And then when you wander in, there's a two meter distance between you and the, the receptionist guy. And he sort of said, you know, have you got the following symptoms? And you go, no, no, no. And then all social distancing rules go out the window. You may as well be licking the person next to you. <laughs> and they take blood, obviously, in close proximity. And you're close to the person whose blood's also being taken. And then afterwards, when you're the sort of seated area where you have snacks and a drink afterwards, you sat right next to somebody. It was lovely. <laughs> it was so nice to be, you know, not stressed about it. I um, mean, you know, maybe we were just all as high risk because we weren't showing symptoms or carriers or whatever. But mm. two things occurred to me. Number one, how aware I was to be close to somebody else, you know, and it's only been a couple of weeks. And number two, how much I missed it. I took it for granted that I could just sit next to somebody in a public space. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Who would have known that that was going to become, you know, the yeah. the the, uh, the norm is to not sit beside someone, is right. not to hug anyone, not to give anyone a handshake. I mean, that's crazy. And in the early days, I felt pressure, you know, because I'd be going to the gym 
and then somebody would sort of we'd high five at the end of a workout but some people were doing the elbow so then if you were initiating the high five you're like do you offer the elbow or are you just kind of like oh hey it's cool like a, yeah so all oh, that was a pressure to get it right to get it wrong yeah. or, or you, you you go at you go in for it and then you accidentally miss oh god done that it's like oh i'm so uncoordinated oh god i hate that oh yeah. that's the worst <laughs> yeah yeah. But I did go I, at the very beginning of this. I did go in for a handshake with someone because um, I'd forgotten, and they were like, "Well, is that what we do at the moment? Are we do we doing that?" I was like, "I don't know. I'll give you a knee if you like." Yeah. Right, <laughs> that's, right that's, in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the knees, but uh, yeah, I, I do know what you mean. I when everyone volunteered, I definitely felt pressure to to do something. I did want to do something, but again, I can't. And every time I think oh, I want to go do something, I want to go do something. Yeah, I can't because of the. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that we're in self effectively in self-isolation with the baby coming yeah. so mm. and we, we sort of you kind of mentioned something on one of our whatsapp groups i think you said something about i wish i could do more and you can't can you i mean all you can do really is just really batten down the hatches and look after yourself and and your own little world especially because you've got a little one on the way it's their world you're protecting so it's the right thing to do um so yeah we did that on the the five days of positivity hashtag challenge um there was one um can't remember which day it was where where i was talking about the fact that we just have to look after each other um because that's all we can do and uh, another pressure then is to be more active on socials oh well yeah yes uh, definitely, uh, because well, well, there's pressure to do it, but also, how else do you communicate with people? Um, there's Zoom, Zoom, <laughs> yes, Zoom, phone calls. I suppose you communicate with them the, the way that you'd normally would in the past. Well, exactly, yeah. But I think um, it, 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 everything is changing. I guess the way that we communicate is changing. But I, I'm quite, like I say, I, I do feel a little bit of pressure to be more visible on social media. I feel pressure to um you know to keep keep our tenants up to date with what's happening making sure that they're okay oh yeah property we should probably talk about that yeah making sure <laughs> just not to bring it back to property you know <laughs> well done well done <laughs> and i think i think the i guess areas that i struggle in um is when other people are feeling under so much pressure that they're afraid to do anything um that that's where i struggle is to try and keep them you know on top of it um, and making sure that they're still being active as much as they can with their social distancing and following the guidelines. But some people are, like you mentioned, Joe, about battening down the hatches. Some people literally are just cocooning themselves um, mm-hmm. out of fear and pressure and of not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think, I, I, but I think we, all, we all have that fear and it's, yeah, yeah. it's a normal reaction. Uh, and, I think there are days where that pressure will get on top of you and there are days where you can cope with it. And I think that is quite normal. And I hope as this does, this is the new norm. Yeah. As uh, just to, you know, what you said earlier, this is the new norm and we have to adjust with it. And I think as, as we go through it, we're getting more and more used to it, which means mm. we're getting more and more used to dealing with it yes. uh, on the whole. But again, yeah. I think there are people still out there who are still just waiting for the end of the world um, and until lock and like lock at the end of lockdown is going to be the end of it. And that is not the case because there's going to be another six to nine to 12 months of weirdness out there until mm. it is widely accepted that COVID-19 is something that you could get like the flu. Yeah. Mm. So we've got that herd 
immunity I guess and they know a bit more about it and um, and of course over the next 18 months we're going to start seeing vaccines appear and yeah you know it's it's knowledge it's is power lot to go through I think but I mean just turning it like you were saying Niall I think and uh, because we're so entrenched in property circles and property networks and property whatsapp groups and property yeah. zooms like there's I'm continuously witnessing excellence um, because we socialize with professional landlords professional developers professional investors who are doing incredible things and actually I don't know about you I've had a almost like inspiration overwhelm so I've seen people do incredible things for their tenants, like send out emergency, um, you know, sanitary packs and, yeah. and things like that. I've seen people, you know, um, setting up almost like um, tenant support groups and uh, to, to kind of reach out to their, mm-hmm. their portfolio. I've seen people, you know, setting up networks to kind of support investors through these difficult times. And I haven't done any of those things as a, as a no, landlord, as an investor. And so you start getting investor guilt as well. I should be doing more as an investor. I mean, I've interacted with those groups and I've, you know, but I haven't, you know what I mean? I haven't gone next level. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm not a good yeah. investor, you know? Um, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It is It is strange. It is a very weird uh, place we're in now. And I guess because it is so unknown, you know, we we've never been in this situation before, um, yeah. especially if, and even if we had have been, we're all relatively new in our businesses, yeah. and we're relatively new in the grand scheme of things to being property investors. We're five six years in, um, so this is a a whole completely new learning curve for us. How to how to manage our time, how to manage the business, how to manage everything, um, without going stir crazy and without letting the noise of social media and the noise that's out there just take over because I think there are benefits we may feel under pressure to to do uh, meditating or to run or to do our exercises or home workouts or whatever there are big benefits to doing that though because if you've by by doing those workouts or by uh, by exercising then it helps with your thoughts it helps with your mindset so I think if, if 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 you were feeling under pressure to do the um exercises i think that's probably one of the better pressures to have definitely well Providing it's not affecting your head do you know what yeah, I mean? like because by by doing the exercise you're helping yourself because you're helping to eliminate the pressure by doing it yeah we, we were on a call this a a zoom call this week and um it was mentioned that it takes 21 or a reminder that it takes 21 days to form a new habit yes and we've all been in lockdown now for over 21 days, which means we've now created a habit of not going to work, of working from home. Yes. And yeah. that is why that new norm is such a big thing. So um, if you intend to come out of lockdown with a new habit, which is not, which is one that you want to be proud of, I suppose, um, then you've got to start it now. That makes sense. So but that's what I mean. Like this, there's a pressure to do that. There's a pressure to do that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So even now I'm giving you pressure now. Oh, you have. You've quantified. You've put a time frame on it. But you're right. Like that's exactly what I'm talking about because we have to allow ourselves a transition. So for me, it wasn't my working routine that changed uh, because I worked at home anyway. For me, it was a social routine. So there's been a transition that way, and I've also 
I don't know about you guys, I have built in so much more time to clear through life admin that I've been putting off or just haven't got around to or whatever. So I filled my time doing stuff like that. By the time you've kind of got through that stuff, you know, then the countdown's on to actually do something productive and you know, meaningful and meaningful with your time and good for like, the good for the universe yeah but i think I, I don't think i know when we're talking about pressure as being a bad thing i think if we didn't feel pressure at some level then we would never do anything anyway 100%. So, so if we hadn't have felt pressure to uh protect ourselves in the future or to look after or have a legacy to leave for our uh, kids that's come after us or to be financially free or whatever reason we got into property or business in the first place if we didn't feel that pressure we wouldn't have done it yes so that's what they say a with, good element to having it with uh, lots and lots of pressure that's what makes diamonds oh yes i saw that um post on social somewhere um yeah, yeah so with with lots of pressure that makes diamonds uh, with mm. the right type of pressure that's it and i think that's what it comes down to because the thing is yeah is you gotta you gotta it's all to do with how you perceive it, right? Yeah. So it's the difference between, imagine you've got that person in your life who's just naturally good, very successful, um, whoever they are, they're good at what they do. You can interpret that in two ways. Number one, it can be um, intimidating. So it might mean that you get overwhelmed and uh, you resent them and you don't do anything. Um, or number two, you find it inspirational and you use that to kind of find your own way to do something similar in your own, you know, put your own spin on it. And I think everything that's happened with lockdown is kind of like that. You have to give yourself dispensation that your normal is your own version. Your world is your own. Your commitments are your own. But look at the good stuff that's going on out there and think what manageably could I do to you know make the most of this time without it feeling like it's this huge pressure mm -hmm. yeah really yeah and i think one of the big ones is whether you're going to come out fatter or fitter was <laughs> oh, the pressure to come out so i've decided to come out fitter i made that decision Same. yesterday yeah so when when it was announced i was like well that 21 days um, let's give it a go so yeah um, as of there's, there's always pressure at this time of year to get yeah. the beach body ready anyway um, so yeah. although we're, we're not going to be going anywhere this year there won't be any beach bodies uh, the the excuse this year is uh, come out of COVID-19 Peter that reminds me of do you remember that, that um, video I was telling you guys about earlier I don't know if anyone else any of the listeners have seen it but it's a picture of a, a woman from a 1950s <laughs> movie and there's a, a record playing an old vinyl on a turntable and it's playing Cliff Richard we're all going on a summer holiday and she goes over to it picks it up and just snaps it over her knee it's so <laughs> good because we ain't <laughs> sorry Matt you were saying no I'm done Oh, you're going to be fit. So basically, you're going to be a god by the end of this. So what do you think? I've got a book in my head that I think would be quite relevant for this week for a book recommendation. Mm. Is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh, yeah. I think that would be quite good for pressure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's a sequel to it as well. I can't remember what it's called. The Not-So-Subtle Art? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's it somehow, but it's looking at something else. But yeah, uh, I think that would be quite a good read. Yeah, if you're feeling pressured. It's a great book recommendation, actually. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that book. It's a good one. Hmm. It's yeah, a it's a goodie. It is, and you know, also, I know we we come we talk about this book a lot, actually, and it's the one thing because you know there are so when you're when you have more time 
Um, I think the idea of, you know, time allocation overwhelm can hit. So you can find yourself probably multitasking a little bit too much. So just making sure your days are focused around maybe one thing, um, doing it to the best of your ability is probably the most sensible option right now. Talk about one thing. There was one thing we were supposed to do on this uh, podcast. Oh, yes. We've got a shout out to do. We do. And this is promised. This was a commitment we made we earlier put pressure on, on ourselves. We did. We, we, we put, put it out there. Well, Joe put pressure on us for us. <laughs> on the Joshals. On the Joshals. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, it came to our attention uh, on the Property Jam, uh, what's the word, grapevine, that uh, one of us, one of our parents, um, had featured on Escape to the Country. Uh, so it was uh, an episode that was uh, went live uh, last week. It was screened last week. Mm-hmm. And so we asked you property jammers whose parents you thought it was. So that went out on an Insta post. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and look at it now and see who you think it is. So it's obviously either going to be uh, me, Matt, or Niall's parents. And Thank you for we- clarifying who the three of us are. Some people may be listening for the first time. They might not know us. So hello, new property jammers, if you've just tuned in. That's Hi, also jammers. true. We didn't introduce ourselves either, so. Oh, yeah, true. It's, God, it, we're, yeah, we're you really could good. be Niall for we know. There's pressure to introduce ourselves. We haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, Niall. I'm the best looking in the group. You're the blonde. Um, he's also the, the uh, most... <laughs> Oh, I forgot the word. Be very careful. Continue. Be, be careful. <laughs> be careful. Right. Okay. So we had uh, several responses of people. And I have to say, most people guess right. But we said we would give a shout out to the first person that got the answer right. And that person is. Drum roll. Let's do a drum roll. <laughs> Weird drum roll. Okay. It's not the easiest of handles to read. Um, Andy JD03. Andy JD03. That's quite cool. Now, can I just ask? Um, well, actually, let's tell you what the answer is. So, it, it, for those of you who want to know whose parents it was, it was Matt's parents. Yay. Hey. Yep. And Andy JD03 got the answer right. But what was quite funny about them was they posted. And I replied, interesting, dot, dot, dot. And then they said, can I change my mind? Because they felt pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's always on the quiz show. Are you sure? Yes, exactly. Do you I want to change sense. your mind? <laughs> I said, you can if you want to, but we'll only accept your most recent answer. And they stuck with Matthew and they were correct. It was Matthew. They were parent. correct, yes. Um, they... So what happened there? What were they doing on the show? Uh, well, I'll explain the premise. So they went to the country. Yeah. And they were looking to buy a house. Like escape were, to the country. Exactly. Got it. So um, they went and they viewed, it was actually four <laughs> properties they viewed. Um, wow. And uh, they, it was a while ago now actually, because they've been in their new, yeah, they've been in their new house for probably about, a, come up to a year. It must have been filmed about a year and a half ago. Uh, yeah. So, but they didn't buy any of those three. For those of you who are behind the scenes, they found mm-hmm. something which was, which was better. House number, if you watched it, House number two, favourite by a long way. Have you guys watched it? No, mm-hmm. Joe? No? I watched a bit of it. I watched a bit of it when I was cooking, but I haven't finished watching it. It was so weird. I was sitting watching it on, um, and uh, just hearing my mum and dad's voice coming from the TV. I'll actually be used to that now with Zoom. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, on a TV show, it was, that was a little bit weird. Were so, they themselves? Did they come across like themselves? 
Uh, or do they have their TV voices on? They definitely have their TV voices. <laughs> I um, love it. I thought they came across really well from the yeah, I thought, Yeah, they do. They did come across well. And uh, yeah, because no, you, you know them. Well, you, imagine yeah. if it was your parents, you, you, they would oh, ham, God, my well, my parents would ham certain things up. So uh, yeah, and just oh. the, the mannerisms, the way they say things, the words they say. And um, yeah, my dad is not that talkative. So he probably said quite a lot of words on, on the podcast, on, on the show that he wouldn't normally say. But oh, yeah, that's no, has, so funny. Yeah. That's quite cool. That was quite cool. It was, but they, yeah, they didn't buy any of those houses. They bought another one, which was uh, pro- probably as good as number two. Um, actually, probably a bit, little bit less than number two, but they're doing some works to it, which are currently on hold um, because yeah. of um, the current situation. But um, yeah, how did they even get? Like, how did it even come? Uh, how did it happen? You apply. Like, oh, do you? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh. Yeah. At the end of each of each episode, they say if you would like to feature on Escape to the Country, just send us an email. And your parents so, Yeah, my mum just sent an email. We were in Germany at the time and she got an email from one of the producers, a uh, phone call. And um, yeah, they had a chat and they said, yeah, it was an interesting story. And uh, they, yeah, they probably about six months later, they're on it. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty oh, cool. Gosh. Oh, excellent. Oh, my cat's decided to make it. Oh, appearance. we've got a cat in the shop. Etty's in the house. There yep. she is. Yeah. Completely Although, disregarding. For the, for the people who are listening, um, we could be making that up. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> that's a quite a random thing to make up, though, if we do say so. <laughs> well, there's a dragon flying behind your your head, Niall. <laughs> there's a flying pig behind yours. Yeah, yeah I, I told you I wanted bacon for dinner. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, pressure's pressure's massive at the moment, and you know, it's 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 just infiltrating its way into every aspect of our lives, isn't it? It really is. Um, and I, I have to say, I think I'm learning to deal with the pressure now. Uh, there was a time at the beginning of this, a few weeks ago, where I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed with it, with so much to do with the pressure to reinvent the business, to um, be a good landlord, to um, pay the bills, to fill empty rooms, to, you know, that, all that pressure. And then as soon as you realize what you have control over and what you ha- don't have control over, you can just let it go. Yes. Actually, I don't have control over most of that stuff. Some of it I do. And we put the stuff in place that we can have control over. But the rest, you just let it go. Because there will be a time in the future where you can come back and sort it all out and, and do what you need to do. But for now, I can't worry about it because uh, there's nothing I can do about it. So I've, I definitely feel like I've given, given myself, let myself off of certain pressures. Still got other pressures on. Um, you know, and, and we're just going through the motions. But I think giving yourself space, you do you make better decisions um, when you give yourself a bit more space. You, you're, you're more creative when you just give, give yourself a bit more space. Um, and uh, yeah, now it's time to allow yourself some space. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point you make, actually. Of just um, of accepting, it accepting it. It's not very it's so surprised, isn't he? It is. <laughs> I wasn't surprised at your response to his surprise. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, the pressure's on, Niall. It better be a good thing. What the hell was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just just um, accepting that you can't change certain things. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, park them and put them aside and work on the things that you can do. Park the pressure. Bum, 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 bum. So uh, yeah, so the, and the only thing, the only one thing you have ultimate control over is yourself. Oh. Yes. Wow, that sounded very philosophical and relevant. 
Oh, hang on. Yeah. Relevant. Whoa. Oh, hang on. Whoa. 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 Hang on. Steady. It's far too relevant. And on that note, um, <laughs> let's not feel any more pressure to fill time in this podcast. Love it. Because I'm going to call time on this podcast. Well done. Okay, sir. we're back to normal. He's 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 taking he's over. He's bossing. Again. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> well, in that case, I'm just going to say goodbye. I feel the pressure from you guys to say goodbye. <laughs> say from Matt, that was goodbye. Uh, from goodbye. Joe, it's goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, so that'll be a goodbye from me too. That's Nile for listeners who went away. <laughs> say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks Bye. for listening. Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more. On Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at Property Jam Podcast at Outlook.com. See, See you on the next, next episode. episode.